You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatory. Same corner, same time, week one in the books. We couldn't wait, man, fresh on a, on a Sunday morning. It's a three-day weekend. Dan got some bender stuff to get into, so we was like, hey, man, let's fire this thing up. I'm anxious to pod. How y'all feeling? Uh, good. We're feeling better than Dan's AA sponsor, who is, well, is no, so- like he's not getting through. So, so this this weekend uh, is completely different than how it was going to be <laughs> on Monday when we last chatted. On Monday, we talked about my going up to Bonnaroo. I uh, was supposed to be there right now. Um, I was going to have to watch the game after the game was over and everything else. Uh, but it got canceled because of the hurricane. Ida had flooded uh, a lot of Tennessee, flooded those fairgrounds. So about five hours into my drive up to Tennessee, we got the alert that Bonnaroo was getting canceled. I had to turn the car back around. I uh, decided to spend a night in Gainesville, got to hang out with Nick for a bit, uh, and then made it back to uh, to Tampa on Wednesday. So very quick little Tuesday afternoon and, and Wednesday morning trip. But uh, but we're back where we plan some activities for the uh, for the weekend. So uh, we're gonna have ourselves a good time. But I got I kicked it with the whole pod last week. I got I got Corey on Saturday, Dan on Tuesday. Nice. Yeah, we, t- we turned didn't up. Tell right? me he was in Gainesville. I just saw it on, I just saw it on the timeline. I'd say it was all it was all last minute, man. Everything's kind of flying yeah. by a little fast. Here. I'm gonna be back in town on Tuesday. Heads up. Okay. Okay, I got a heads up now. Yeah, you got me? You ready? I got I got you. All right, for sure, man. So we gotta talk hey, about I'll some make football you go, here, I'll make fellas. you go sit make you go sit down <laughs> at the booth at balls. No, nah, I'll never sit down at balls again. <laughs> Actually, when I go back, I want to speak. I want to go back during the daytime and speak to management about like that situation. I don't think they have management. I don't think there's management. There's no there's no fine establishment. I like it. Yeah. No, Nick and I, Nick and I went to social. Uh, I'd made it over to balls and then get um, uh, salty dog. Only had about six people in it. Uh, I was a little disappointed. Went in, walked in right out. It was like that that gift of. Salty. Uh, the uh the, the Simpsons grandfather that walks into the restaurant sees Bart there, like puts his hat yeah, on yeah, that yeah, thing, yeah. makes yeah, it try to run and grabs. That's yeah. what we did at Salty. It was a, a yeah, little disappointing. Yeah. The balls was bumping, of course, but um, you know, we'll make it back in a, in a couple weeks and bumping uh, balls as well. They uh they didn't want your they didn't want your money anyway. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Well, boys, uh Silk, I think you were gonna mention big football game yesterday, huh? We start off the football season. Uh, fun football game. I'm ready to get into some, you know, some, some football talk. It's time to get the takes off. Uh, we don't have to find content now, baby. The games are being played. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Chris Doran. Like, he has some takes. Bro, maybe he was right, you know. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, he, he came on fire. But, hey, so let's, uh, let's get into the game. Before we do that, let's give a shout out to Greg Brunt. Shout out to the great folks of Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the panhandle to the keys, hit my man up on bruntinsurance.com or give him a call at 954-589-2204. Home, auto, life insurance, business insurance, renter's insurance, anything that you may need insured, 
Give my man Greg a call, 954-589-2204 or bruninsurance.com. Big coverage. All right, perfect. So I, I think before we, we go into kind of the way that we want to talk about the game, kind of drive by drive, uh, breaking it into uh, specific kind of followable pieces, what were you guys overarching like thoughts of the game, um, I guess, just from a high-level view? Um, yeah, the press box is very high. Yeah. <laughs> Shoved me in the, in the corner, too. Oh, no respect. Um, I thought um, – I thought Emery, in, in terms of passing, is what I thought he was going to be. Um, I thought Anthony was super impressive. Um, I mean, he's shoving guys into next next week, and then when he got tired of you know hurting people, he decided to emotionally harass them by leaping them. Um, and I thought the defense w- was better. Um, for me, obviously, you know, you're going to have to get better each game uh, and continue to progress week to week. But uh, that defense to me yesterday looked better than. Um, you know, they did in 2020 and back to the offense real quick. Um, FAU returned 10 of 11 starters from last year. So like, yeah, is that an SEC quality team, SEC quality players? No, but, but that was a, a good FAU defense from last year that brought everyone back. So mm-hmm. um, take that for what it's worth. I know it's still FAU. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's worth a lot. Um, <laughs> worth overall, plug, overall, I'm not like the, the, you know, people, a lot of overreacting on week one. Um, I like the first two drives for Emory. I thought he looked real good. Um, the only thing that, that that took me back, I thought like 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 Nick said, um AR looked great as well. Um only thing that, that drew me back a little bit was Emory was fine until uh he came in and seen AR play, in my opinion. Then it got a little shaky. He seemed confident, uh seemed like he was hitting things on stride, a lot of rhythm in the run game, pass game. I don't I think his accuracy wasn't wasn't like elite, but it wasn't bad. But it seemed like uh when he subbed in for AR, that little sub happened, and we it got a little off the rails. But overall, man, like you said, Nick, the defense looked good. I, I'm not gonna go. We got gashed yeah. quite a bit by our FAU team. It felt like some bend but don't break. But assignment wise, I thought everybody looked better. Um, we got lined up quicker. Still playing off the ball far. I don't like that. Uh, I think yeah. our linebacker play could be a little bit, look uh, uh, a lot better. Um, yeah. But I did like Jeremiah Moon. I thought he flashed yeah. something. Trey Dean looked good. Um, my front four, all all those guys look good, man. I'm not I'm not mad at my my defensive line at all, man. So overall, we got a lot to work on, man. Um, mm-hmm. I bought a lot. I bought yeah. a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, same. Uh, you know, give it, give it. <laughs> I bought a lot. <laughs> he sure did. He sure did. Um, I, I'll give a shout out to uh, the fans uh, that were there. I'll give a shout out to the student section that was there early. Uh, it looked like a, a good, exciting electric atmosphere to be back into, especially a game you know like FAU that doesn't normally draw a huge crowd. Uh, I think the team you know certainly has some areas of opportunity. I don't think that this is a, a lost cause. I don't think that this is a seven-win team like some of the people on the internet think. I think the defense has gotten better. I think the running backs. I mean, I think you saw Malik Davis return back to even better than freshman form. I think that there's a lot of talent on this team. It's a matter of figuring it out. I think the offensive line looked a little bit better. Uh, certainly there's some areas to work on, but there's definitely some exciting things that that we're going to talk about. Um, Nick, I, I wanted to ask you, because I, I know that you had mentioned this before, that third drive of the game was going to be slated for for Anthony Richardson regardless. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, predetermined. He was going to get the third um, drive. And the only reason he came out is helmet came off. Um, yeah. That third drive, I think – did they, is that when they got the ball back after Zach Carter's strip sack? Um, 
I believe. I thought it was. So so it was. The yeah. And then, and then uh, yeah. AR comes in. The only reason he came out, and I thought AR was looking good when he first came in. Um, I think the only reason he came out is his helmet came off. And then um, that, that was the, the first. I don't think either interception was a good decision or a good throw by Emory Jones. But um, that one was just staring down a receiver in the end zone. And then, I mean, by the time you're going to throw it, um, you, you hit a guy in red right in the chest. Um, and I think we talked about this a little bit. You don't want Emory Jones. I saw a lot of people on, on Twitter and on our message board talking about, is he going, has, has he gone through any progressions and has he done, you know, this? And I'm like, listen, this isn't Kyle Trask. You don't want him going one, two, three, four. All right, back to one. Like, if, if one, two aren't there, maybe peak yeah. at three, but run. Like, I mean, you saw, he can be electric. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he's covered in, like, Vaseline. He's slippery. He's hard to tackle. Totally different runner, I think, than, than Anthony Richardson. But I don't know if you want him waiting in the pocket for seven seconds, you know, trying to go through progressions. You want him to take advantage of that speed. Um, but yeah, that, that, so that third drive, that, that first interception, I mean, there's no excuse. He never took his eyes off of whoever the receiver was there. Um, at, that, you know, near, near the sideline. Like to um, say the least that, 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 that call and the quarterback sneak, both of those, those were like head scratchers. Those took me back a little bit. Like, the quarterback guy, sneak is on Emory because he he yeah. got he got the wrong call yeah. from the sideline, and I think that's where inexperience comes in because you're looking at it and you think, okay, I've got this call. That's not the look that we need for this call. Call timeout, go to the sideline, talk it over instead of saying, all right, well, that's the call. Let's just let's go with it. Yeah, because because I think you know Dan was on TV saying you're like, what the f happened there, right? Because um, that was not. The play ball there, uh, you know, on that. Yeah, we can't really quarterback sneak on the on the center from the five. Like I don't. With 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 Anthony Richardson, you might be able to. No, no, no. Nobody's quarterback sneaking <laughs> under the center from the five, Nicholas. It like, just the, a timeout needs to be called if I'm getting on the center to run a dive. Like what yeah, is going on right from the five? It looked it looked really bad. I mean, the the whole play. I mean, obviously the, the quarterback sneak isn't made for a, a five yard uh, gain, but it, it looked uncoordinated it just looked way off it didn't even look like the team totally knew what to do and i'm surprised and then Dan that. made the same face we all made so i knew it was some miscommunication or something that that was uh the ball was dropped somewhere in communication mm-hmm. which is going to happen in game one you know if this was game eight uh, i'd be concerned but i am concerned right. about some of the other things and we'll talk a little bit more about it you know being four years in uh but let's let's go kind of series by series at least in the first half uh, Gators get the ball to start off. Uh, I didn't, of course, see the first couple plays because the SEC Network needed to show the end of the Missouri game uh, versus uh, Central Michigan. Jim McElwain, uh, you know, Jim McElwain wasted three years of my football life before. Um, I did not ever have to watch him play again; would be fantastic. But there I am watching his uh, his team lose by ten to Missouri. You know, six minutes into the uh, the UF game, but. Gators start off with the ball. Uh, Nick, I think the first thing, and, and I did finally see it, was the Emory Jones pass to, to Jacob Copeland. Really nice pass, uh, our, our catch, pardon me, by Jacob Copeland. Then on the next uh, play, Malik Davis goes for 31 yards. Uh, the Gators move down the field. You have catches by Rick Wells, uh, Jamarcus Weston, Naquan Wright, uh, Jamarcus Weston again, and then finally uh, Damian Pierce scores the touchdown. Thought that they looked really good uh, on the first drive. Uh, really just got, kind of put well together. Uh, they, they seem to be fluid. Uh, game plan mm-hmm. looked good, a mix of, of pass and rush. But uh, what were your thoughts on on that first drive, boys? 
Uh, 11 plays, 75 yards, uh, you know, in, in like three minutes. Um, that that was exactly what you wanted to see. And I think people were, you know, excited. Um, you're still not going to see Emery. And, and that's what I talked about, you know, especially over the middle. Like, I don't think he has the touch. I get like big Felipe Franks vibes um, watching him throw. It's like behind guys. He's throwing guys at ankles. Like you said, the Jacob Copeland catch was really nice because it wasn't a good pass. So that's on, you know, the receiver with his body control. Um, but but I think, you know, that first drive, they threw more than I thought they would. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's what you needed. I, I'm not surprised by what we saw from Emory. You know, I, I never thought that he was going to be um, a great passer, but that's that's an efficient, a fi- really efficient first drive. And then on the touchdown, um, Emory actually told us, or the, Dan and Emory told us the story. So Emory checked out of the play at the goal line there. And then the defense like settled and he checked back into a different play. So Dan had said he, you know, he trusts Emery in terms of being able to kill a play at the line, being able to audible, being able to check. And that was right there on the very first drive of the game. An example of Dan giving Emery some leeway and some room to do things at the line of scrimmage. And it, and it turns into, you know, an option. But how much for, of the first for drive is it scripted anyway, though? Uh, probably the first 10 plays. At least, yeah. So, at least the first 10 plays and there were 11 plays on the drive. So yeah, the first, the first that, that's, stuff, that's stuff that you do like in, in the hotel parking lot in the morning. Like you ran, you walked those 10 plays, those first 11 plays, you walked through in the hotel parking lot, in the ballroom, wherever it is, right. you know, that morning. You've been right, working on that all week to be, to be yeah. real. Um, I thought the first drive was, 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 was good. You know, um, scripted, as as we all know. Um, I thought he executed, got down, like got through his targets. Uh, it was playing very well. Um, the first two drives I thought went very well, but yeah. I have no, no, no. I was hyped. I was glad that I wasn't. I didn't have the TV access, so I kind of missed the whole first drive because I would have been talking reckless. <laughs> I just seen the tweets. If I would have saw the video, I know I would have been calling Heisman's and, and just being extra like Homer Simpson. Um, so I'm glad I missed that on, on the video and came kind of came along in the second drive. But the first drive is, is you couldn't write a better script. Yeah, no, the first drive, I mean, even getting into the second drive, uh, you know, Florida looked really solid uh, going, um, you know, into the second drive. The Gators, let's see, they get the ball um, on the on the 20-yard line after a touchback. Um, you have a Malik Davis run. You have an Emory Jones pass to Damian Pierce. You have a Malik Davis rush. Uh, you have a passing complete Malik Davis, Emory Jones long run. I thought that that was his best run of the day, not just because of the, the distance, but uh, his ability to see the hole and, and make the moves that he needed. Um, you then have another Malik Davis run and Emory Jones um, pass to Justin Shorter, Malik Davis run, and then finally Rick Wells, uh, sixth year into the program, gets his first touchdown uh, on a nice little uh, out route that he um, – or a nice little, uh, I guess, screen route uh, that he ends up uh, making his way into the end zone there. So, you know, first two drives into the season, you think that the Gators are, are humming. Obviously, there's some questions at, at passing, uh, you know, in the first couple of drives that you see. A lot of short passes, a lot of things that were, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, but but ultimately, you know, you have the ball two times and you score two touchdowns relatively easily. So, you know, I thought that the Florida Gators, especially on the first two drives, looked, you know, really competent on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that drive. I mean, again, pretty seamlessly moved the ball down. 
Yeah, uh, a couple drives. I mean, first three drives uh-huh. we were smooth up until a the helmet pops off. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. But those, those first three drives was just smooth. Like, um, like it is FAU, so I want to keep that in mind. But the offensive line through those first two driving, in, I think the game they played pretty solid. Um, but the run game is is a night and day from last year. I know it's FAU, but we can run the ball with absolutely anybody. And I just think the run game is definitely um, better. I've seen guys pushing and getting some some running room. Um, first off, big shout out to Rick Wells, who started playing football before the forward pass was the thing. Um, so shout out to him. First touchdown. Um, that's gotta be a, a, a special moment for him. And then Malik Davis. Um, I, I mean, we've probably written this story in, you know, in the media a couple times, um, that Malik Davis is finally, you know, confident on the foot that he broke and on the knee where he tore his ACL. Um, he looked like that dude yesterday and we, we wondered how running back reps would shake out. He, he, you know, took that the decision away from Greg Knox yesterday. He was like, listen, mm-hmm. dude, just put, put the rock in my hand and, and I'm going to find some, I'm going to find some holes to run. Um, he looked phenomenal. Um, yesterday. Looks smooth vision. Yeah. He looked great. Not yeah. There's, there's no question when he's cutting, he's healthy. He's confident. He, he looked really good. Um, he looks bigger too, like a lot bigger than he used to be. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's a yeah, the off season where he's just not like recovering. I guess yeah, you know, he yeah. Kind of just 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 work on his his strength and not not his uh ligaments, yeah, yeah. right? Um, but I, I think the running game is 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 like you said. I, let's not say everyone. We'll see what happens in a couple of weeks when Alabama comes to town. Um, they uh they looked scary yesterday as usual. Bowman. <laughs> um, but See, but I, I, think, I like that Bowman action though. Like Bowman, yeah. Bowman I like that Bowman action. Him and I'll, I'll talk about it later. Let's just keep in the order. Um, but but I, I think I think you, what you're gonna see is I'm, I'm worried. I guess about the tight ends. Not a single catch from the tight right. ends. Really not involved in the game plan at all. Um, right. but you you I mean Naquan Wright I thought looked good. Um, Damian Pierce gets in the end zone twice. Um, so to me, the running game, kind of like you just said, so you're going to be able to run the ball on anyone, 400 rushing yards. Um, it was the first time Anthony Richardson had 160, uh, Malik Davis had 104. It's the first time the Florida Gators have had a quarterback and another player run for a hundred yards. Second, only second time in school history. Last time was 2008 national championship mm-hmm. when Tebow and Percy did it. So, um, you got something good, cooking good with the running game. Yeah, you might, you might challenge Georgia Tech or not Georgia Tech. You might challenge like Army for most rushing yards, Navy for most well, rushing yards are, in the season. Gators Rain, are team in the country in um in rushing yards right now. Four hundred. You have to go way back to ever find four hundred yards in a, in a Gators running game. Uh, most in the season opener. Yeah, definitely most of the season opener. And I don't know if the stats that that I have access to allow me to go back. I'm sure at some point against. You know, East Tennessee, who Vanderbilt lost to, except Florida. So what, probably. what do you guys think about uh, Anthony Richardson on that third drive? Would you, would you like? Would you didn't like? I got, I, I got big. Like that was Dan. Dan just like found and dusted off the the plays that he ran with Tebow, and like like that looked to me like 2006 to 2000. You know nine eight Florida Gator. You know football with, with the way Tebow is running, and I think they'll give him. Um, more opportunities hmm. to pass the ball. Um, later in the game, you know, he's throwing to, um, you know, guys that are second team, third team, fourth teamers. Um, and walk on, right? And, and yeah, and walk on. So 
Um, I'd like to see him, you know, throw the ball a bit more when Xavier Henderson's in the game, when Justin Shorter's in the game, uh, yeah. when Jacob Copeland's in the game. Um, but I think I think he looks smooth. I think he looked confident. Um, oh, man, he looked look, look, look good. He got that look in his eye. Yeah, you I mean, got, you've got that look in your eye right now talking about it. Yeah, yeah. buddy. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about that here in a second. Um, but, you know, that third drive, you, you saw DeMarcus Bowman uh, run the ball twice. You saw Anthony Richardson run the ball three straight times. Um, they, they get the penalty um, for delay of game. His helmet, you know, fell off right before you get the delay of game penalty. And then, you know, you have the interception. Um, I would have loved to see him, like you said, Nick, Nick throw the ball there. Um, Silk, I think that, you know, you you mentioned it. You saw the look in his eyes, too. I mean, he looked like a guy that was comfortable and confident mm-hmm. out there. You know, his first rush goes for 20 yards. And, I mean, it's a, it's a good rush, too, right? I mean, he found It's the something. body language, man. Right. Like, the body language between – after, like – I thought Emory body language was fine before the switch. After the switch, when he came back in, his body language was off. When, when AR came back on the field again after sitting a little bit, like he just looks like I'm supposed to be here. Mm. Um, it, just, it just looked different. You can tell when, like, he, like he's that guy. Um, I can, do think I do think Dan Mullen is going to play them both all season. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Silk, I think that you you mentioned, and this isn't on this drive, uh, but later in the game after he had his what 76 yard run or whatever it was, um, you know, he had that really um, exciting, you know. Opportunity, or a really good touchdown, pardon me, uh, comes over to the sidelines. Uh, and I forgot which player it was that he hugged, but you could just tell that there was some, you know, a lot of excitement, a lot of like exuberance about him that the players seemed attracted to. Uh, but I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely agree. I thought that the way that he handled himself, uh, the way that he looked in the pocket when he was throwing, and we didn't get to see a huge opportunity to see a, a battery of passes from him, but we did see him come out there, run the offense. And I thought that, you know, for a guy that played very sparingly last year and is only his second year in the program, definitely look art. And, you know, I was a, a big believer that Emory Jones was going to have this team and, and be able to be the quarterback and, and be able to get, you know, 90 plus percent of the snaps. And I just don't know if I, if I can believe that right now. I mean, we all was on the agreement that he had to come out yeah. fast because just because of the rumors of what we're hearing about, uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, Dorian came on here and said, like, blowing things as well. So we've been saying that Emory got to start on point, got to be clicking because uh, somebody's looking over his shoulder a little bit. Um, mm, so it, it got a little shaky there. And now we, of course, man, I think I think Dan's been hitting at, hitting at this all, fall, all camp as well. Yeah. So, like, he kind of warned the fans um, on, on what he's been seeing, and we kind of seen a little bit of that last night. Uh, I think I think the – as much you know controversy as we're going to talk about, and I think you know there will be uh, as the games continue to play out. You know, I mean, I tweeted there's going to be quarterback controversy already, but I think um, inside I think controversy with the front, the fans arguing. Um, I think AR handled it well. He's a professional man, a guy of class, so he yeah. came out and supported Emory on on, on Twitter. On route to Dan Mullen, kind of uh, solidify Emory as the starter again next week. Um, so, like, I don't think there's any controversy on the team. I think Dan plans on playing yeah. both. But, of course, media, fans, and everybody else are, are making a thing. Yeah, no, and I think you saw support of each other. You know, Anthony Richardson retweeted something about Emory Jones. Emory Jones retweeted Anthony Richardson's, you know, 
unbelievable hurdle uh, of an FAU defender. It's nuts, man. I, I think that that's, that's healthy. I think that that's good. Even if it's optics, I'm sure that there is a lot of support, but even if it is optics, I think it's good optics. Um, Emory Jones has been around this program for four years. He's been around a lot of these guys during those four years. A lot of these guys look to him. They practice with him. They were on the second team with him, third team with him. So I think that you're going to see a lot more um, uh, from the team in terms of support of, of Emory Jones rather than you know the timeline that's really ready to throw away the whole Emory Jones experiment after you know one game, which – I don't think is fair, um, but I do think that Anthony Richardson, I mean, gave you a reason that he needs to be on the field, um, and, yeah, and they've got to figure that out. Yeah, and it's politics now too. So, because the portal, you can't just bench an older guy like that anymore. Um, you, if, if you, if he transfer, he leaves. Who do you have? Kitna as the backup? Del Rio. Del Rio. Yeah. So, like, there's, there's also some politicking that has to be done. You got to manage the roster. Um, hopefully he can manage this situation as good as he managed. It's a different situation than Felipe and Trask, but hopefully he can manage this situation where you keep Emory here because we need Emory Jones. We need both of those quarterbacks uh, on the field, actually, because if one of them leaves the roster, either way, uh, we're in a pickle a little bit. Um, a huge pickle. So I think I think Dan is doing what he got to do. I like the way those guys are supporting each other. It seems like they're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, before it's like for us keeping our quarterback room together because that could get a little tricky. Yeah, yeah you didn't need Emory Jones hitting the portal before Dan Mullen got to his press conference last night. Um, like you said, it, it, you get weird uh, if if you lose one of those two. Um, but I think I think Emory I think Emory will, will learn. He'll get better. Um, but. To a degree, I think what we saw last night in the passing game from him, that's that's what he is. That's where he is right now. Well, well, Nick, before we touch, that's what's scary about it. Yeah. You know, like I think like he has a big arm, his release is yeah. nasty. Well, I just think he has touch issues or like vision issues. It's a lot of things mm-hmm. like like intangibles that I, I didn't like that that I saw last night. Yeah. Well, let's not act like let's not act like Anthony Richardson came out and was throwing the ball like Tom Brady yesterday. Well, no, he, no, he had that, that that one pass on the uh, the sideline that was caught. I forgot who it was in the fourth quarter. I mean, that should have been a touchdown. But in the reaction game, here's the difference: yeah. in the reaction game, Emory seemed like not confident. Like it, mm-hmm. he made some bad decisions. I didn't like him in the reaction game. His yeah. body language, he didn't feel he didn't look comfortable to me. When AR was running it, um, it looked like it looked different. So yeah. I think, like, of course, they both did not look polished, like polished passers, but one looked so much better than the other in, in read action stuff. And when they got an open field, that was just like, yo, I don't know, this kid is special in the open field. Um, yeah. And he did hit the one long throw, so we did see him um, make some throws. And he looked he looked like he was in command of the offense. He didn't look like a young boy. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Uh, Emory Jones stat line read um, not not outstanding, seventeen for twenty seven for 113 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Um, But this is something that I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, He went eight for eight. So eight of his uh, 27 passes uh, were behind the line of scrimmage, and that accounted for for 28 yards. That's where he got the touchdown to Rick Wells. Uh, But outside of that, uh, nine for 21 – or nine for 19, pardon me, um, really struggled uh, beyond – he goes two for eight beyond 10 yards, uh, has both of his interceptions beyond 12 yards or beyond uh, 10 yards. Pardon me. Um, definitely didn't see it. Uh, and that's what I'm concerned about. Nick, you mentioned the the lack of tight end involvement. Uh, you didn't really see much of Jake and 
Jacob Copeland. You saw a couple errant passes to Trent Whittemore. Uh, you didn't really see much with Justin Shorter. Um, you didn't really see a lot with, with these guys that we've continuously talked about being, you know, exceptionally talented and being able to get the ball in their hands. And that to me is the biggest concern. You mentioned it. You can't teach touch, but you know, you definitely can't win a lot of football games in the sec if you're only completing nine of 19 passes um, and seven of those nine coming from, you know, zero to nine yards uh, above the line of scrimmage. I think the biggest thing is that just gimme passes, you know, a, a swing pass, a, a screen to a wide receiver. Um, you have to do in the chest. You know, you yeah. shouldn't when, – when you're throwing a screen to a wide receiver, you, you shouldn't have him, you know, picking the ball up off his shoelaces um, and then looking up to see where it is. Like, you, you hit him in his numbers. That's an easy throw. It's like you're playing catch in the backyard. No one's moving. Um, things like that. You know, I, I wasn't expecting him to go in and throw guys open kind of like Kyle Trask did or, or, or maybe even move, you know, safeties and move move people with his eyes. Um it's just I think the the gimme passes that that you know maybe we take for granted, those weren't being put put in the places that you that you need them to be. Yeah, um, so we'll we'll see. What, I mean, what the game plan is next week? You know, Florida, um, you know, has a has an easy game against USF next week. So you definitely want to see more out of out of Emory Jones, uh, the passer, what more do you want to see, you know, from the offense? Um, or what did you see in maybe in the second half? We don't have to go drive by drive, but what did you see in the second half uh, that you guys wanted to talk about, about the offense before we get into defense? It just kept stalling. It, I, I, yeah. it never got, it never got going again. <laughs> after those first few drives, Emory never, to me, looked comfortable again. Look okay, but he never, to me, looked comfortable again. You think it was? You think it was because of AR, or maybe it was the interception kind of got rattled after after the interception. A combination of all of that. I think the the, the uh, AR was playing well, looking real explosive. The fans was like that. That statement got a little a little yeah. louder. It got a little different. Uh, he came in the game and spelled him through an interception, and like the, the statement deflated a little bit. So I think all of that played into the psychology of, of what he had going on. Um, and of course, like you got to be able to bounce back. And I, I think he bounced back a little bit in that game, but the offense, from what I've seen, didn't really start back clicking and moving like it could be an explosive offense until AR got back in the game. When 15 got back in the game, we, we looked like, yo, this this thing could be explosive. And then if the guy that touching the ball, every player is the most explosive player on the field. Like the game changes if the, the, the that guy is touching the ball every time. We don't have to find a way to get that guy the ball. Like, how do we get the ball in Kadarius Tony hands? No, the ball is touching Kadarius Tony hands every time if he's the quarterback right now. Yeah, I I think that Emory very badly misread that interception. That was just a, a really bad interception. I don't think you saw him play the same after that. I think that he probably got into his head a little bit. I think that you hear a deflation of the crowd right when you're about to score. Uh, the the field you 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 have a quarterback that moves the ball down the field, then he gets out because his helmet comes off. You start with a delay of game penalty, and then you have um, and then you have the turnover, 
right? So I think that there's like going to be a very audible deflation from there. I don't know what Emory Jones's psyche is like or anything else. I mean, this was a reason that I thought that they should have played Emory Jones more last year, right? And the year before, because you just, nothing compares to having game time experience and he actually came playing in some during games. game time. He's came in. But he had that game against Auburn. He had a couple plays here and there. But, I mean, last year, yes, I know they were trying he to get college. He looked fine at LSU when he came in. Like, he's had his moments with, like, pressure games. Like, when he came in LSU game, he looked good as well. Like, he looked like a promising – like, we had something. I don't think we don't – I don't think he's, like, terrible. I don't know. Like, a lot of things went bad. I'm not saying he's done. Obviously, yeah. we're going to see him more this season. Right. But, um, yeah, I didn't know, like – um, the pressure of being in the game and the pressure of having a generational talent Looking over your shoulder, I think are two totally different things as well. Um, coming into a big game, that's a little different. Uh, I'm not the guy. Kyle Trash is the guy. I'm coming in to spell him. So it is a different situation yeah. of like not a whole lot of pressure on your shoulders. Then now you coming in and, and everybody and their mom on radio shows, people like Chris Dorn are saying like this guy's generational talent. So that's and you've been seeing him do it in practice. So he's been seeing all those him jump over players in practice and stuff. So he knows what's up. So that's a different Richards. type of pressure. Anthony Richardson might be the answer to what happened if Cam Newton had just had his own laptop. Yeah, shout out my man Jesse. Jesse tweeted that last night. <laughs> that, that was hilarious. It's like Cam Newton, no laptop, man. But I think we're going to get to see. USF, I think, is a worse team than, than, than FAU. We'll get into that later. But yeah. we'll, we'll get to see what Emory. USF is atrocious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they – How do you really feel, went, Dan? Yeah, I think they went 0-10 last year. I would not be surprised if they go 0-10 again. You got pitches. Okay. Well, we'll get into that later. Go ahead. You can move us on, Dan. No, but no, I, I think overall, uh, first half, uh, offense obviously has some, you know, some good moments, some moments that you want to get back. I think that the miscommunication uh, on that fourth uh, drive where you call a QB sneak on, you know, fourth down, somebody's got to say, hey, that just doesn't sound right. A QB sneak behind the center, pushing the line, I and mean, it just doesn't. That's not how you get five yards, uh, especially with this offensive line, which which I thought did play better. Um, it just it, that's just weird. Somebody's got to say, "Hey, that just doesn't sound right." You got to make that call. Uh, but other than that, I thought the offense looked you know looked solid in the first half. Um, you know, on left side just keep running on the left side. Shout out to Ethan White. Oh my gosh, they absolutely did. Uh, let me see if I can pull that up real quick. The Gators ran. 14 times around uh, Ethan White uh, in Richard's garage. Like, 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 let them big boys do what they do, man. We can lean yep. on that side over there, man, a little bit. For sure. I'm sorry. For sure. 16, 23 times to that side. Um, just uh, they, they leaned heavily on that side. That's where they got uh, 10 first downs, four of their rushes, five of their rushes, pardon me, beyond 10 yards. Uh, that's where they had um, two of their touchdowns from as well. I think that they they really uh, are going to rely heavily on that Ethan White and Richard Garage side. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about it uh, before we get into to defense. Uh, how did you guys think that the offensive line played? I thought that they played you know better. You didn't hear uh, a lot of issues with with holding or uh, bad snaps or you know really you know leaving any huge holes or anything else. I thought that they gave Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson you know more time than I thought they would to to get some passes off. Yeah, well, I mean, the pass pro last year was was no issue, right? right. Um, and and I think you, they had all the time in the world to throw. 
Um, you've got some road graders, like you got, like you just said, over there on the left side. And I, to be honest, I had questions about about Garage because he's played right tackle, right guard, left guard. Was mainly left guard last year, and, and then sliding over to left tackle is is uh, a huge responsibility covering you know covering the blind side. Um, I, don't, I think Florida's gonna be fine running the ball. Um, I would like to see Josh Braun get a, a little more playing time, but I mean. Gene DeLance had a good game at right tackle, and Stuart Reese looked good at right guard. And um, Kingsley, we're just going to stop it there. He's like Madonna. He only has one name on this podcast, and I'm not going to pretend to know. Um, he might be the strongest dude on the team. He threw he he damn yeah. near threw Damian Pierce into the seventh row, and then just dipped. He turned. He threw Pierce like a child up into the air, and then just left. Yeah. Poor, poor Damian came floating down without a parachute. Um, he, he's gonna be good. He came out of nowhere. My guy came out of nowhere. He's got yeah, shout out to the offensive line. Um, they did a little better. It was FAU, so I'm keeping things in perspective. We'll find out exactly what we got. Uh, offensive line wise, week three because Ooh. Uh, my guy. <laughs> hey, um, listen, there's there's no offensive line that's gonna block. Uh, yeah, but we'll get a better grasp of like how much improvement we we've made. Um, measuring stick game. Correct. What were we just talking about? I had a take. We were talking about the offensive line. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm fine. Yeah, I think the offensive line did well. Um, like I said, we can lean on that, that left side and do some things. Um, that's it. That's it, offensive line-wise. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on the offense before I go th- through? Um, and then we'll finally get to defense. I thought Nick Elksness played maybe a little bit more. Again, you, you got you to gotta figure out how to get the tight ends – involved in it um we talked about so much obviously last year tight end is going to be a a huge focal point because you've got kyle pitts there but um i don't even think the tight ends were targeted um shout out to nick elksness he had a uh he had a nice little backside cut block um and we we have not talked about him about being a guy that's going to block um i think you got to get um i think you got to get you know uh the tight ends involved a little bit more um and, and Jacob Copeland uh back on the milk carton yeah, I kept people kept asking me is he hurt and he was not hurt um just you know did not play much I don't I don't I don't, I don't I'm not gonna put that on Copeland last night what was it on the offense was just a little like I don't like I don't know the offense just wasn't clicking like that um especially like in the passing game we were just doing a lot of bubble screens uh so I'm not gonna put it on Copeland I think the one pass he did get he looked good on but um we'll see what's up man I, I I do I do think I, I like the uh I'm sorry I like the youth movement so we got to see more Bowman early um than 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 I thought we would uh, a lot of lingered um so I thought that was good seeing the young boys get some touches early in the game Naquan carries a little lower than what I thought they would be yeah um, so that was interesting um, but overall everybody in the running back room looked like they supposed to be there and everybody looked good man so offense we just got to figure out our quarterback position I think man. Um, I think everything's kind of improved around the quarterback position than like a little different than last year. Of course, the wide receiver, you lose some generational talent with guys like Kyle Pitts and the guys we had, other guys we had a wide receiver. That's cool with Trayvon Grimes, but I think we still got capable guys that are explosive on the outside. Xavier Henderson looked good in his punt return. You got to see what the, what he looked like when he could get the ball in his hands. So we just got to figure out that quarterback position, some chemistry, and get this thing clicking. Uh, even when we went tempo, I thought it looked good. Yeah, when it was uh, when it was clicking. 
Soak, you made a really good point there. I was kind of surprised too. Uh, on rushing, uh, Anthony Richardson led the team with 160 yards. Uh, but in terms of, of rushes, you had Malik Davis with 14, uh, Emory Jones with 10, then Anthony Richardson with seven, Damian Pierce, six, DeMarcus Bone, four, Lorenzo Lingard, two, and Naquan Wright, three. Uh, again, surprising. Uh, I thought Malik Davis was the hot hand, definitely deserved the ball. Was a little surprised that Damian Pierce, uh, DeMarcus Bowman, Lorenzo Lingard, uh, and Naquan Wright only made up uh, 15 more carries uh, with Naquan Wright, who I thought was going to go into the season as the, your kind of your prevailing uh, leader in the, the running back position, only get uh, three attempts, but only get five yards. Um, you know, I, I wasn't, wasn't very impressive yesterday. Uh, would need to rewatch it to find out if it was all on him. Um, but I was very impressed with DeMarcus Bowman, four catches, or pardon me, four rushes for, for 20 yards where I thought that he looked good, had good vision. But how are your guys' thoughts, you know, on, on how that, that running back room um, shaped up yesterday? I mean, Malik gets hot and listen, yeah. you know, you stick with him. Um, I was interested that Bowman, because um, everything I had heard is that like Bowman's fifth in that room, um, you know, in, in terms of like during camp. Um, but he got, you know, he got in that third drive with um, uh, with Anthony. I think Lorenzo Lingard is one. I was sitting there and thinking like, did he dress today? Where is he? Is he, is he in the stadium? Um, he got in late. Um, to me, I think. If if I were you know I think I think if we if all three of us were the coach we'd probably have Naquan starting, Bowman second if not starting and and then you know you figure it out after that Maybe but, before the game and that that shifted a little bit last night Malik looked good bro yeah Malik looked really, really good. good yeah so um, how do you how do you guys handle that going into to next week obviously there's still a, an order here um, but you have a, a lot of capable people. I think you probably start Malik. Um, you know you, the, what he did last night. He earns the start, um, but I think it's going to be a week to week basis. And, and who's hot? Who, who's having a good game? Um, and you kind of lean on those guys. And, and it, it's it, it's probably why I picked you know Emory Jones to be the the leading rusher when we did our prediction show. What an idiot! Um, <laughs> but. I think you're going to go with the hot hand at running back. I think that's why you're going to get, you know, a bunch of these running backs have 30 to 45, 50 carries, but then a bunch of them have it. You're not going to have one guy. It's whoever's hot on, on, a, on a week-to-week basis is the guy that's going to get 15, 15, or 15, 20 carries that week. Yep. Um, so, any other thoughts? Oh, no, I was just – I was, like I said, I talked to um... – how the carries ration out was was different than I thought it would play out. Um, but outside of that, what did you think? You thought it would be heavy Damian? No, no, no. I thought it would be heavy Naquan. I thought Naquan yeah. and Malik would probably be like one and two, um, just from what I saw last year. And, and like, I know like Malik's um, diversity, being able to like split out wide. Yeah, he's the most versatile one probably in that backfield. So I knew he'd probably get a lot of carries, but. Um, I thought it would be those two, and then maybe um, Pierce third. Uh, I think going forward, I would like to see Malik still be the bell cow right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Bowman spell, and then Damon Pierce around around the same carries as Bowman around that area, and then I don't mind Lingard as well. Um, I don't know what's up. I got I got to figure out because I, I, I'm not mad. All the running backs look good, and all of them are good. So I don't even know how I could say 
that that lingered or any abomination deserves hate on one guy Naquan, more, yeah. right it, it's hard it's hard to say anybody deserves more carries but i thought malik looked very good and i can understand why he got most of the carries yeah no i i would agree uh, like i said at the beginning i thought the naquan right would get more but you know i thought that they they all ran well um you know with the opportunities that they had um we'll start to see more as the the season goes on uh well breaking news while we were chatting here jacob copeland uh chimes in i think it's his first tweet since the game starts uh says that i love both of my qbs five and 15 but five's gonna have the biggest game of his career against alabama you're going to wish you never said bad things about him. Hashtag stand for my brothers. Gator emoji, bicep flex, 100, underline, underline. That, that's probably the best moment of the pod when Dan starts uh, describing the emojis that come in at Jacob Cope. Actually, I believe I mean, it's a crocodile emoji more than anything. I mean, he's, 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 he's doing he, – I mean, he went full T.O. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's my quarterback. That's what he's supposed to do. So shot for, Cope, for Copeland for going full T.O. But I mean, we we're fans as well, and we watch the game. We got opinions, we got takes. Uh, that's just what it is. I don't think anybody that's criticizing and being like negative, that's something different. Yep. But I think um, it's hard for people not to have takes about like that we're, we're fanatics. We follow this thing, so people are gonna have takes about the quarterback play. It's not personal. It's just a part of like this whole thing we do. Um, so shout out to Copeland. I think that I think that's dope to come in. I wish I could see that tweet. I know I had to open it on my internet. <laughs> I had to open it on my internet browser because he blocked me Hello. and Stephen Gill for for some reason. He's, he's um, blocked. He's blocked that, most of the staff, record label, and crew. Yep. <laughs> yeah. For so. For yeah. for no no reason. I, I haven't done anything. I haven't done no thing. Hey hey, Cope, shout out to you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done anything. <laughs> We're big fans over here. Um, Listen, I'll, I'll I'll tweet at him and see if I can get you guys unblocked. I'm the only one that uh, can read his tweets. Um, in no, the I'll rec- take your word for it. Just let me know what happened. Okay. <laughs> um, on uh, yeah, Dan, rec- Dan's an incognito browser to be able to read Jacob Copeland's tweets. On ridiculous. That's something <laughs> that I private. never should have to do. Just sneak it around. I don't. There's never one negative thing I said about the kid. Um, in the receiving room, Nick, you mentioned no tight ends get uh, get catches. Jamarcus Weston leads a team uh, with yards with 44. Then Rick Wells, 36 plus the touchdown. Damian Pierce gets uh, 25 yards on five catches. Trent Winnemore uh, and Jacob Copeland each get one catch for 18 yards and 15 yards, respectively. Justin Shorter gets four passes for just 11 yards, and then Naquan Wright, one pass for four yards. Um, are you guys interested in any of that breakdown? Does any of it surprise you? Uh, anything that you guys have an opinion on there? I see the big thing that I thought is I thought Malik Davis would be used more out of the backfield yeah. in terms of passing. Uh, I'm surprised that, that he didn't get some passes thrown his way. Uh, but I think that what you'll see out of here is that there wasn't a lot of, you know, long passes. There wasn't a lot of huge opportunities to get big bulk yards. But any thoughts on on the receiving room? Um, I think – I think that the uh, they're trying to put Justin Shorter into that like Trayvon Grimes screen um, screen game. I think they tried to throw it a couple times yesterday. I'm like, listen, uh, not the same player, <laughs> not not the same player. Trayvon Grimes was was a, a load to bring down. Um, I guess a little disappointed in in in. in just, I'm just not disappointed in, in the. Uh, receivers necessarily. I was just disappointed in the passing game. I didn't have super high expectations um, in the passing game going in. Um, 
I thought Winnemore maybe had a drop yesterday or a, a pass that hit his hands. He could have caught that um, that he didn't that he didn't bring down. Um, you know, mentioned Copeland. I think probably saw more Xavier Henderson on on the punt returns than you than you saw on offense. So um, I just don't think there's a lot to really take away from or glean from the passing game. Um, you know, 20, 20 completions for 153 yards um, uh, as as a group. And, and uh, yeah, I, just, I, I don't think I saw anything from the receivers yesterday. Great blocking. They're blocking their asses off uh, in, in the running game. Yeah, they're keeping it vanilla, too. I think I think I think a lot of it, I think Copeland knows that as well. He, he's showing some confidence in this guy, but I, know, I think they do know that they're keeping things as vanilla as possible until they play Bama. So I think a lot of it just we kept seeing that the throws behind the line of scrimmage and, and like Dan doing certain things. I don't think Emory's atrocious at passing the ball. We can't throw the ball like a forward pass. So I do think they're keeping some things on the wrap. So I'm not going to like judge the wide receiver room too much. I do think they got wrinkles for everybody in the offense. Dan's going to cater around all those talented guys. I think it's our most talented room on the on the, on the the team, uh, top to bottom. So I think we got talent there. I think we just got to figure out, like, the rhythm of our quarterback and chemistry at that position. And wide receivers are going to be fine. Shout out to Billy G. So if you're grading them, you're, you're, they're just getting incomplete. You're not giving them an A through an To F be determined. Right? Yeah, TBD. to be determined. TBD. Classwork still uh, still do. They're still floating out there a little bit. <laughs> um, let's give a shout out to uh, Game Time Sidekicks. Uh, visit them at gametimesidekicks.com. Use promo code uh, Stadium and get 10% off of your order. If you're looking for over 350 plus different branded uh, sports and league stainless steel cups uh check them out stadium or stadiumsidekicks.com promo code stadium get 10 percent off of your order uh fantastic product you guys will love it uh college sports uh golf nfl all sorts of different options where you check it out gametimesidekicks.com let's get onto the defensive side of the ball we uh, have hinted at it a little bit but but we all thought that the defensive line played great uh, but outside of that what Nick were, were your thoughts on the on the defense um I think that front seven has the the ability and and you know we gassed them up I mean we, we gassed up the front seven all off season um, I guess up the front four. I gassed up the front seven I added in the linebackers too um and the linebackers showed up Jeremiah moon. Probably had one of his best games of his yeah. his long career. What do you um, think about the position move? Like we we talk about these guys, he's like a little bit of Wingo himself. Okay, I've been playing a little bit of airway, a little linebacker, a little rushing. What shout you out to Derek Wingo. He played some football last night. That was nice to see. And shout out to your peoples, STA Pride. <laughs> there he um, is. Yeah, well, clip that, clip that, Alec. That needs to be a TikTok. No, don't do that. <laughs> um, uh, what do you thought? What do you think about Moon at linebacker? Um, I like it because I, I thought he should be a guy probably just, you know, just rushing the passer. Like, hey, put him at buck. Um, but, but I think he's athletic enough. He can run. He can run a little bit. I think he had a really good game. And uh, listen, this is, this is your last year. And um, Phil Savage, the, the guy that used to do uh, the senior bowl, the senior bowl is is like ready to put a ring on Jeremiah Boone. They're trying to they're trying to marry him. They talk about him like he's the next Lawrence Taylor. Um, he's a super and, and he, senior. And he finally started looking like that guy. Um, I think my mood looked good last night. Yep. Um, uh, Ventro Miller's off pace. I think I had him penciled in for 130 tackles. Uh, yeah, you're he, had, he, only, he only had seven last night. Led the team. Led the team with seven. But I told you, if, if he's in, 
if he's in the vicinity of a tackle, they'll they'll throw a half in there for him. Um, and then the front four, I think we're gonna see, um, you know, those space eaters, the, the three transfers, um, and uh, and Gervon there in the middle. How about Big Dez, huh? Takes Big up Dez. half the field. Fresh new movement, man. Shout out to Dan Mullen. We give yeah. him a hard time, but we've seen some young boys play early, man. Dez was eating space. Yeah, Dez is getting uh, – Dez is going to be an internet sensation. Spence is going to have to restock those shirts soon, I think. Um, but I think those space eaters inside are going to be able to create. Finally, you know, I almost felt bad for Zach Carter because, like, he's playing now where he should have been playing all four years. But because of injuries and because of – you know, Dan Mullen even said it because of a gap in their first two recruiting years at defensive tackle, you've had to slide him in to an unnatural position. Um, now that you've got guys who can play nickel, can play defensive tackle, you get Zach Carter playing where he should be. Zachary Carter is born three ta- three sacks. I mean, he had five all of last year, three against FAU. Um, I'm really encouraged by um, by that front seven, not just the front four, the front seven. Um, we'll get into the secondary later, but I'm very encouraged by the defensive line. Um, and yeah. I think the linebackers, Tyron Hopper got in. Um, yeah. He, he made nice some tackle. plays. Yep. I, I think, I think you've got a lot of talent and a lot of depth uh, in that front seven for sure. You weren't concerned about the gas. We got gas a little bit. We did. Like, it was, it was Listen, that, that, that running, that running, you've got a, a quarterback that can run and then Kosey Perry. Um, and then that kid Ford, um, I think he had something like 800 rushing yards as a freshman at USF. Yeah. Um, and before he's transferring. Um, He's a he's a, I think he's mix. I think he he yeah as much as Dan's been lost in the sauce I think Ford got you know uh, lost behind the offensive lineman there a little bit never been never been lost, lost. In the wash. <laughs> uh, always know always know where I'm found no I I think that you guys are exactly right I'm not going to rehash uh, you guys really hit a, a lot of those same points let's get to the defensive side of the or the part of the uh, the, um, the the back four uh, there with your defensive backs. Yes, back hold five. on, hold on. I got one defensive oh. line. Take. I do have a defensive line take. I think Bogle need more snaps. Yes, I understand. I understand. Like we got a lot of talent in them trenches. I said this all off season. I've been on this Bogle hype train. I'm the leader of that. I was the leader of Emory's train as well. So I'll keep that. <laughs> keep it up. Just, just remind yeah, everybody. Keep it up. Um, but Bogle, man, I think Bogle need more snaps, man. So shout out to that. And I do think Cox need to like, like a little bit more last year, like not keep him contained. That's something he need to keep an eye on, especially like when we're playing teams like Bama. He need to set the edge a little bit. Um, so that's my defensive line take. But overall, defensive line did look good. Um, the linebacker, I still want to see them play a little better. They they play okay, but not. I don't think they're playing up to speed. They got they, they got to step the game up a little bit. Yeah, um, Moon looked great though. I, I agree. Um, I, I think my my issue with Brenton Cox is still the same as it was last year. We talked about it in this podcast is that he only really knows pursuit and he only really knows one speed and that's directly at whether it's the quarterback or whether it's at the the ball carrier and I think that he often over pursues uh, because of that um, he gets he gets a little lost um, but shout out to Gervon Dexter again the first player uh, to get a turnover uh, for the second year in a row last year was an interception this year was a fumble recovery uh, so you saw more Gervon Dexter you did see uh, Truesdale the no defensive tackle play uh there was some other injuries but uh, shout out to big Dez for also getting the opportunity to play um you know his first game uh as well i thought that he ate up space really well so what do you guys uh, think about the the transfer defensive tackle that came in i i think i think like i said they're they're space eaters but that but that's fine you're not gonna you're not gonna you know look at the stat sheet and be like hey they had a great game but you go back and watch it and 
Um, I think, you know, Daquan Newkirk's holding two guys, which yep. creates for Zach Carter or creates for Chris Bogle. Um, and, and there's a place for that. It's, it's, it's you know, it's like thankless work because um, it's not going to be your name in the headline or, or you in the highlight, um, but you're creating for teammates. So I think those guys right. are, 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 are going to be a great addition to Florida. And I mean, you specifically, what, 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 what would the defensive line look like without those guys right now? Who, right. Who's right. playing tackle? Right. I mean, you're going to ask you're going to ask Desmond Watson at you know a biscuit over 400 pounds to play 60 snaps as a freshman uh, without without the transfers. So shout out to yeah, transfer portal Dan. Um, yeah. Andrew Chatfield was warming up before the game, so Dan is so good in the portal that even when right. his guy hits the portal on Monday, he pulls him back out. I, I think that you saw the defensive tackles play well. Uh, Chat probably overall. seen the landscape was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna chill here. <laughs> <laughs> saw saw how many people were in it. Yeah, uh, this, is a nice, this is a nice city, man. Uh, I think that uh, one of the things that I saw about the defensive tackles is, is Nick. You mentioned them eating up space and, and gaps. Uh, was that that opens up a lot for for blitzing from linebackers or, or from defensive backs or safeties uh, to be able to come and, and open up or, or run through those seams. I, I forgot who it was that got a got a sack uh, on Nikosi Perry. They actually had two players that that were involved in that play. I think it was Mahmoud Diabate that over pursued, mm. uh, but then was was able to get involved in, in maybe the end of the uh, the sack there. But I, th- I think what you saw on, on both defensive tackles uh, that played was that there's a lot more opportunity to to open up some of those holes and gaps to allow other people to play. So to, to echo your point that you might not see it on the on the stat sheet, but I thought overall you know, this offensive line is, is in my opinion, better than last year. You, you didn't see a lot of uh, FAU's line, uh, offensive linemen getting clean to linebackers, you know, climbing. Um, and, and I think because of the, the strength that you have, you know, linebackers don't like uh, when, you know, when the center or when a guard is, is up in their face, you know, four or five yards off the line of scrimmage because they blew right by a defensive tackle or, or passed them off to somebody else. So, um, I was really encouraged by by all three of the transfers and, and shout out to Truesdale. I know he's a, a super COVID senior, but super ha- COVID senior. Well, he is a fifth year and he's played all four, so he wouldn't have this year if it wasn't for the free COVID year. So super COVID senior, um, not not a senior as Rick Wells or Jeremiah Moon, but a senior. Um, that's hard, man. Like I, I know it's it, listen. It's hey, here's the A gap, here's the B gap. Fill. Well, we're going to tell you which one to fill, and, and then hit the guy with the ball. Um, but it's a whole new, you know, language that you're learning when you go from one playbook to another playbook and in, in, in different coordinators. So, shout out to him for for being able to get on the field. You know, one week after showing up on campus. All right, boys. Now we get into the back four, back five. Uh, let's start with uh, with with cornerbacks. Um, Gators start Avery Helm and Kyer Elam. Uh, Avery Helm looks a little um, suspect in the first, uh, you know, for, at least in the first half. But what are your guys' thoughts on on how the, the defensive backs played? Uh, yeah. Not safeties, just cornerbacks. Sorry. Uh, I think I think five gave up like one catch. Um, other than that, like they weren't even putting a receiver on his side of the field. There was no interest. And in, 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 where's five? All right, let's shift, hot route, red seven, other side, keep him, keep him there by himself. Um, concerned, concerned about whoever's going to play um, on the other side of him. Jason Marshall had a obvious 
pass interference. I think he palmed the guy's, you know, face mask when the ball was in the air. He's a freshman. Stuff like that was going to happen. Um, but a couple times I saw the oh, my little of, P.I. Oh, my little P.I. That's fine. <laughs> Not from the young boy. Oh, my. There's a, there's a little roughhouse. You can't, you, can't, you, you can't be roughhousing when the ball's in the air. Now, I played um, defensive back when I was young, so I know, like, you just a little antsy, man. Sometimes your hands get busy and you start grabbing. The young boy stuff, I don't mind that uh, for him in a game like that. I saw the I saw the back of Abraham's jersey too much. Um, right, like yeah. running for his life. Yeah, yeah, he was chasing people, um, and not yeah. in a good way. Um, so I think that's gonna be concerning to me. I like Jadarius Perkins. I think he plays with a nasty streak. I like um, Perkins a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I liked him. I, I, I don't I like that penalty that they called against him though. I thought that was all week. That that hit like that late hit out of bounds. It was oh, way out. Yeah. I don't know why he even had his hands out though. Like just get away from him. He was he was. I get why the ref could have thought that was crazy because he was see some guy ball, <laughs> run into action. Like I don't know why he was for being there. dumb, right? Yeah, just stay away from him. But uh, outside, of that, I thought Perkins looked good. Um, uh, cornerback is a concern. Um, Abraham, I don't know what Torian Gray was doing here, but it don't I don't like our our recruitment under him. Like just looking back, what we got. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm hoping Elijah Blaze, Perkins, uh, even Marshall can pick up the slack of, of Abraham and we can find a true outside corner on the opposite of, of, yeah. of Kair because they're going to get a lot of whoever's on that side. Yeah. Um, it's going to get a lot of traffic. So yeah. I'm just hoping we can figure that position out. But I did like uh, Elijah Blaze had a, a, a penalty as well, but he, he looked OK out there. I don't know if he got hurt because he was uh, he was out of a pass yeah. out the halftime. Right. Nick, do you know what happened? He was in street clothes at, at the second half. Who's that? Elijah Blades. Um, I I don't know. I remember seeing him. Um, nineteen. I remember seeing him. I thought that was in the second half when I saw him, though. No, he got uh, he got the penalty uh, in the first half. Um, and I'll write that down. Ask, in the second. I'll write that down. And ask Dan. I, I didn't remember that. I was trying to probably get. I was probably trying to get jokes off. Second half game was kind of yeah crazy. yeah yeah you get into your little halftime joke bag little Q and A yeah, yeah. I mean, listen we, we need to ask gotta, these obvious you, questions you gotta give the you gotta give the people you gotta give the people what they want yeah there's people the people does they do like uh uh violence like they like to bring it upon themselves <laughs> it's uh, not I, violence, overall we got to figure out we got to figure out that other spot um star position Travez yeah. are we talking about that with the safeties or not yeah we can talk about Travez now yeah. Yeah, Travez didn't look. I don't. I don't like him at the star. I don't know. Like the star position has been a weird one since we've been calling it that at the University of Florida. <laughs> the only we just changed that, the name, you know. Yeah, the only person that figured this out was Chauncey Gardner for one season. Uh, even Trey, when Trey Dean was there, he didn't look good, but he's looking phenomenal at safety. So I think we got to find the right guy to put in that spot. Uh, and we got two spots up front right there. They got to figure out real uh, fast. Didn't see much of Dewan. Uh, and that's a guy, you know, the three guys right now that are really working at that star, Travez starting, Perkins behind him, and then Dewan. Um, maybe Dewan's still swimming a little bit in, in terms of playbook. Um, yeah, terminology, uh, yeah. muscle memory, playing linebacker, safety, it's different. It's just a little muscle memory stuff that he that he's going to figure out, but he's going to get all that worked out soon. Um, but Travez did get uh, – I mean, Duke can hit that, that big hit on the stack. Yeah. Um, that he had, mm-hmm. but I agree with you, Silk. It, it's still, um, it still doesn't look all right. Mm-mm. No, he he looked lost. He looked like even when he was involved in the play that he came in late. He just he, 
and and again, you don't totally know what their assignments are, and then the way the TV is cut off the screen sometimes, you don't really know, you know, how things ultimately planned out. But he just doesn't look as comfortable as I thought he would. Second year in the program, uh, I thought that he looked better at times last year. Again, not going to overanalyze on on one game, uh, right. but again, you have to wonder, you know, if if not him, then who uh, into that role. You know, which is the options are limited there, yeah. Right. Um but are they limited? I think you could figure out somebody between like especially the veterans with Perkins and Blaze. And, mm-hmm. Like you got Marshall who's talented. Like I think they, they gotta be able to figure that out between those guys. Yeah. Uh let's let's get into safety's thought that you had Rashard Torrance and Trey Dean uh start. How do you guys think that they did? Um I mean, I'll say first, I thought the trading played all over the field. I thought he looked pretty good yesterday. I thought I, – I, I got worried. I think it was special teams trading got hurt, um, like, early on in the game, and all of a sudden you've got Mordecai McDaniel and Rashad Torrance there for a drive. Um, and and I'm thinking, whew, you got two sophomores back there. Um, but, yeah, I think I think both Torrance, I think, was fine. I think there weren't any glaring issues. Um to me, and then I think Trading um, has really found a home. He was super hesitant to even move to safety. If you go back to his freshman year when they when they told him to, um, but he had a pass breakup, um, six tackles. At, at one point, he was leading the team in tackles. You, know, you never want your safety to lead the team in tackles. Uh, that mm-hmm. you know, means people are getting too many yards. But um, I think Trading's really found a home back there. Yeah. Um, was a little lost. Like, well, he's okay at corner his first year. Uh, moved to start. He's been bouncing around a lot, but I think this is his his real position. Um, looked real good like, out there yesterday, flying around. It is FAU, but we saw him finish up against Bama last year, or uh, looking like the same type of guy. I think he's making himself some money. Um, he's locked in, man. I also like he looked like he was in command of the defense, like he was getting guys in the right place. Him, Kyrie, shot the Ventra Miller. All those guys look like leaders out there um, mm-hmm. vocally. And I like Moon's energy. Uh, I want to say that as well. Moon's energy, he bring a little a different type of energy as far as like uh, uh, that hype, that hypeness, like that Brandon Spikes uh, uh, moxie or whatever. It's just yeah. a different energy when he's running around. He makes plays and stuff. Um, but overall, I think Trey Dean looked very good. Um, I am concerned if he goes down with Mordecai mm-hmm. McDaniel or somebody behind him. But as long as Trey Dean's healthy, I think we. I think he's about to have to make a. Uh, I'm sorry. I think he's about to have a big season, and get himself make himself some money. Yeah. No. I would. I would agree. And we'll we'll see more. You didn't really see a lot of Rashard Torrance yesterday. Uh, you know, involved, uh, which is not a bad thing. You know, FAU was not going to be a team that that went over the top a lot. I uh, was going to throw a bunch of yards. So, uh, you know, we'd be interested to see as as they go against uh, USF and then and then obviously Alabama uh, coming up here. Um, I, I think the one thing that we forgot to mention on the cornerbacks, and we, we mentioned it, I think, briefly earlier, was the fact that we're still seeing, especially on short downs, uh, these massive cushions that, yards on the ball. That, that cornerbacks are giving, which to me means that it's a schematic thing. And, you know, we were wondering if there was just like issues and miscommunication, but this is the the fourth year in a row that we're seeing this nonsense. And it just, it doesn't make sense because uh, you see the quarterbacks, you know, checking at the line, just, I don't know, they're saying, do, hey, just do a quick, you know, hook or do something. But, you know, you only need three yards and you're lined up seven yards off the ball, no matter what decision you make that position is going to be open for the wide receiver to make a, a first down. It's just annoying. I mean, just it's pat, of, just, 
it's, it's, probably, it's probably a bend but don't break type of mentality. But mm-hmm. what I don't get is we was getting home with four. Yeah. Uh, and if you were getting home like we was with four, like let's press, let's just let's disrupt yeah. some routes. While we seven yards back, we're getting home with four pretty damn fast. Um, so that's that's what was confusing to me. Why are we seven yards back when we when we're getting home like that? You're, I think you hit that right in the head. Like, if you're having trouble getting to the quarterback, like, hey, all right, let's let's play off a little bit because we don't need to, you know, uh, right. get get torched. I think the really obvious ones, like what Dan hits on and what, what you know, the timeline hits on a lot, is like, hey, third and three, don't play seven yards off. Cool, you got another tackle, but sticks move, chains move. Um, I think four is going to be able to get home with four, you know, on, on a lot of teams this year. So, um, is it is it a scheme thing? Is it maybe hey we don't necessarily trust the guys yet, other than Kyrie Elam? Um, so we're trying to give him some cushion. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's scheme or, or something they're seeing in practice. Um, but yeah, it's it, in the same corners we were just talking about. So that that may be the vibes. Like they may be a little bit not not performing well, and you want to bend but not break. Try to keep everything in front of you and not yeah. get because. I like every ham scared me a couple times. Like when guys got by him, that running back that blew yeah. by him in the beginning of the game was that was spooky. I was like, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> what was that? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? Got a little bit too much dip on your chip. <laughs> um, yeah, that one I, I went like scrambling because I, I like grabbed the binoculars. I was on the far side of the field. I'm like, who just ran past him? Like, oh, that's a running back. That's that's not that's not the the, the scenario you want to have happening in the first quarter um, of, of the new starting cornerback. No. no. It was all spooky because that was not long after the game got put back on the uh, the old television, the old ESPN right, right. network. So that, that may be a reason why they're off. But nonetheless, if it's a, if it's third and seven, you can't be – like if it's third and three, you can't be seven yards back. Like that's simple math. Just padding stats. I think, we, we need I a cornerback to get some tackles. After a while, if they're preaching to you not to get beat deep, I think the defensive back has a like a bailout mentality as well. Of, I'm gonna make sure I don't get beat deep. Um, and then like on third and three, they're forgetting like I need to come up and smack somebody because uh, they're worried about getting beat deep. So it's a mentality thing as well. Yeah. So so we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm surprised that the Gators did what they did, especially against a team with Nikosi Perry, who's not known to be a very prolific passer with a bunch of receivers that aren't known to be very good, uh, that they're still playing that far off the ball, uh, because I think the deep threat wasn't there the way it's going to exist against Alabama and a few of these other schools that that Florida's going to play. But we'll we'll certainly see uh, how that scheme potentially uh, maybe one day may consider changing uh outside of that uh other news of note uh the gators had nine uh penalties for 91 yards which is their most in a game since uh the first game of actually the 2019 season against miami where they had nine uh penalties for 91 yards i know dan mullins said in his press game press conference that that was one of the more surprising things to him uh some dumb penalties uh the late hit out of bounds couple pass interference penalties but were you guys concerned about any of those or are those just kind of first game jitters because there wasn't a lot of holding, a lot of not a lot of delay game, that kind of stuff. So, well, I think there were like two two delay games, two delay yeah, games. No. I think Antoine Powell had a late hit, and in the late hits, I think there were two personal fouls that came on third down, which just yeah. then extend drives. And even when it was only like fourteen nothing, I, I think it was what was it fourteen nothing at halftime? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Like I didn't, and some, and some, like during like halftime Q and A, someone's like, "Why does it feel fourteen nothing FAU?" I'm like, "FAU has never once it, for a second been in this game." Yeah, fourteen on the field, yeah, yeah, like, on the, field the first yeah. half. So yeah, I'm yeah, like, it's fourteen nothing FAU. At no point did I ever think, "Oh man, Florida's in danger here." Like Florida controlled the game. See, it was a is, dumb play by is, Emery at, on right. the goal line. Dan's mm-hmm. not kicking field goals. He hates field goals. If 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 it's fourth down and less than 13 and he's on their side of the field. Dan's going for it. He's not going to kick a field goal. Um, it depends so on who it is. He would have got three if it was Bama. <laughs> that's true. But um, that's why you need to stop your Q and A's, man. Because people ask him why. If anybody thought that it felt like FAU was up 14 zip, yeah, not the type of people you need to be communicating with on a normal basis. No, listen, that's that's what well, makes halftime Q and A as great as it is and, and i tw- and i tweeted that right um you know that the you know if the game was 28 to nothing it feels a lot better than 14 to nothing and todd um had to get off a, a a nonsensical response about well obviously if you double your score but at no point did i ever feel like that game was actually 14 no. to nothing right i mean no. F- florida dominated the game the entire game right you know that one drive that the, the first touchdown i think that fau scored Oh damn, we were on I, such know, a decent street. on offense, but outside of that, say what? We, we were doing your internet was doing so good. Oh your man, it was doing so good until then. Oh man, I don't know what happened. So, um, outside of that, uh, that first touchdown that FAU had, FAU looked looked terrible, and and that's why I said, hey, you know, Florida does score. They don't have that that silly turnover, that silly, you know, mm. run at the end and they score, you know, even if it's 21 to nothing, you know, a, a lot of the hot takes would have been, would have been calmed, but um, you know, these are opportunities where Florida needs to score, you know, in the future, can't leave those points on the field against an Alabama or I was going to say against LSU, but they, they certainly didn't look very good yesterday against Georgia um, and, you know, some of these other games that you're, you're going to need to score, but I don't think that Florida looked nearly as bad as, as the internet's making them seem. No, um, at no point did, did you ever think, okay, upset alert or anything like that. Um, shout out to Desmond Howard. What was he doing on college game day putting Florida on upset alert? He's a goofball. Bro, ever <laughs> since they put Florida in the national championship game in 2006 over Michigan, he's been he's been butthurt. I don't know. He's what on a mission. Is. He's on a mission. He looks like a he looks like a doofus. Oh yeah, you look silly when you say that. I mean, that's just I'm gonna be honest with y'all, man. That whole game day crew needs to be shuffled or something. Like it's just so outdated. I can't. I used to look forward to that show. Now yeah. it just feels like, bro. That like used to be watching college. Leo man, it's like, yeah. all right, my guy, bro. It's time. It's time to like kind of hang it up, dude. I need, yeah, I need Lee Corso to move into a like an executive oh. producer type of role. You know, I, that I hurts my heart. Executive producer, like, a, he like needs an to go ambassador with, type of role. Some something that's not like ambassador role at the senior. Community center. Yeah, that's what I mean. At no, that, that, that's what I mean. Like he's got to. We got to move him off. I, I think that Kirk Herb Street's good. Um, I get a lot of Kirk Herb Street like in my life with with that. The, no, I get know, the, Kirk. The, the, yeah, the, the main game. Um, I, I think that they've Desmond Howard, David Pollock. I think that they're okay. I don't think that a lot of them bring a lot to the table. You know, I think that the SEC network has some better talent. Um, than even college game day does, but it's the same faces, and, and I think that they just have to say outlandish things now. 
You gotta at least do let Corso be there for the for the pick. No, 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 and, no, no, and no, the no. Hat. Come on, if he's not gonna be on the show, just like wheel him out there at the end and and let him put on you know the mascot hat. No, no, no. He he could do that at the uh the, the at the shuffleboard halftime thing. He could do it there. <laughs> I think I think it's time for Lee to hang it up, man. He's a legend, man. Shout out to Lee Corso. We've been watching him for years. Uh, I love like the headgear thing. He's legendary, man. But. Bro, the product is suffering. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to see that anymore, man. I'd rather just watch something else or, or do something else on game day than watch like that. It's just not entertaining anymore to me. Speaking of, I've never been more disgusted in my life. Oh, okay, sure. Oh. Than what I saw. Wait till my mask get read. At the Duke's <laughs> Mayo Classic. Oh, oh you no. started this. You got Dukes like hot in these streets, man. They I, I need to bring him back on. There was some. No, un- we're not bringing him I on. Saw, talk about I man saw a guy there. No, that sounds like a you and Mayo, FaceTime call. <laughs> I saw mayo eating contests. I saw random folks in the crowd just stuffing their face in mayo. Y'all are wild. And no, y'all Duke are wild. Mayo's, you should be ashamed. You should be ashamed that that's how your product's represented. A dignified condiment like like I eat uh, would never allow their their condiment to be consumed in such an audacious manner. Anybody that eats mayonnaise out of the jar needs to go to the feds. <laughs> <laughs> For real, that was disgusting though. That was there, that there was are atrocious. there are, there are probably uh, some fans who made the trip to Charlotte that are now on no fly list uh, after their performance. Uh, with you probably got Rona, man. You can't be eating <laughs> during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That's just that's just good advice. Just good life about it. <laughs> it is. Oh, my dad. Uh, my dad did let me know that he served me Hellman's growing up. So my apologies for. Yeah, I told you Hellman's is the goat. Like that. What are you talking about? You better respect yeah. Hellman's. That's what we had in my house. So uh, what else? Dukes. Um, I've never seen Dukes before. Shout out to Dukes. Hey, and shout out to everybody on this uh, this podcast. So listen, I must have gotten over 100 tags and and random mayo things over the last couple of days. So I'm glad that those uh, can be uh, – we're done. We've moved on. Um, but any other thoughts on the Florida Gator game before we, uh, before we move on to next week? Um, I think we're going to have some issues at special teams, Nick. Stop. Why are you throwing that engine in there? That's yeah, why we didn't kick the field goals. That's probably why we didn't kick the field goals. <laughs> well, I'm interested in who's going to kick a field goal because Chris Howard. Shout out to Chris Howard. He's 16 of 16 on his career. Uh, point after touch. Point after touchdowns. Um, who's going to kick a field goal? Because Chris, I think Crispin came in late and kicked a, a, a PAT. But yep. who's going to kick a field goal? I don't know who has the bigger leg. They're getting, you know, uh, they they get cute. Greg Knox. I don't know who's who's calling it, but they get cute. Excuse me. They get cute with kickoffs. Like, hey, dude, if you if you got a kid that can kick into the end zone, just do that. They try to get that hang time, and the college football changed that. You can call a fair catch on a kickoff, and the ball's still going to the twenty-five. So, then they get cute there. Um, my blooming onion, Jeremy Crawshaw, first punt, not great. Uh, sent it straight into the end zone. Um, shout out to Tommy Townsend who FaceTimed me uh, from the locker room during the game. Yeah, I but saw yeah. that. They'll, they'll get the punts. They'll, we'll figure the punting out, Dan. Don't worry. I'll be at practice Monday uh, working on punts. Yeah, that. but one thing that we didn't talk about uh, on this show, uh, and this is going to get Silk's attention, is, is Xavier Henderson looked really good uh, returning punts. It looks like – already. It, yeah. It, yeah, it looks like we're going to have uh, probably Kyrie back there when they're looking to probably fair catch the ball. 
and Xavier Henderson when they're willing to not fair catch the ball. However, Xavier Henderson did catch the ball on what I think like the 10 or 12 yard line, just found a seam and just busted right through it. Um, well, that first it. punt, that first punt looked like, you know, looked like a pass. I mean, that thing did not get very high off the ground. It went directly at him. I thought, okay, this one you can return. Um, the second one, he gave like this little like half fair catch. Like he was almost trying to like bait somebody to like stop. Um, I think it was that that one you're talking about, Dan, that he returned. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hey, he's got he's slippery, uh, like the Migos saying about. He's slippery. He can he can move around on on, on punt return. Um, I think you might have something there. And it's like I said about Kyrie. Listen, if 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 the punt if the punt returners' heels are going to be on the 15 to 10 yard line, the punt returner is going to be Kyrie Elam because he's back there to wave an arm, catch the ball. I know Stoke doesn't like to hear this. He's he's waiting for Bama. I'm just and, telling you, he's gonna take one. He's gonna take just, off. He's gonna take off with one, nigga. I'm just telling you what, he, what I'm He's gonna get yelled at if he. Uh, he's back there. <laughs> he's gonna get yelled at. He's he back got, there to wave his arm, catch the ball, and get the offense back on the field. X is back there. So you saying if if Kyrie takes off, he's gonna get the damn money look like with the quarterback sneak? Yeah. You, you, we just talked about how suspect the other corner looks. You want him to roll an ankle returning a punt? Absolutely. And get a, get a receiver to catch the ball. Like I don't understand. Like why you got him? Like we got a lot of receivers that can catch. Kyrie running Elam, back like Bowman. Somebody could catch. Anywho, Kyrie um, Elam will get yelled at if he returns a punt. I don't. I, I believe he's back there to catch it and do the safe stuff, Dan, uh, Nick. Yes. But I don't think he's gonna get yelled at. That's my take. Holler that. Probably more by his dad and. Nope. <laughs> hey, hey, like, what are you doing? This is the bag here. Stop that. Stop that that special team stuff. Um, yeah, I just thought like overall, like not a bad game. Um, we got a lot of kinks to work out. We should have like d- dominated this team better, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um Emery just gotta get better with his timing, you know. I think his timing's off, his reads are late. So he gotta clear that type of stuff up for a, a veteran guy for this team to be able to uh have a successful year is gonna depend on that position right now, what I'm seeing is quarterback position. Um, yep. And that's pretty much my overall take of the game. Yeah. Not a, lo- a lot to uh, – still a-, a lot of games we played. Gators are 1-0. Uh, the only way you make it to 15-0 and is by going 1-0 every week, right? So – You already know. I'm in Homer Simpson, man. <laughs> One game closer to Atlanta, baby. <laughs> All right. So, um, Gators – Going to be saying dope in a couple of weeks over there, Homer. So you keep them negative. Keep that negative energy out of here, Nicholas. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, USF uh, Gators play uh, here in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium uh, at one o'clock. Uh, USF is zero and one. They lost to North Carolina State University. Uh, 45 to nothing uh, in a game that, as I read, could have been a lot higher scoring. Uh, They allowed uh, NC State to run for 293 yards, pass for 232. Uh, USF, there's not a lot of analysis here. They're they're bad. They're like a really bad team. Uh, They are going to to compete well in Florida State for the worst team that Florida's going to play this year. So um, I'm expecting a blowout in this one. Uh, deep and deep analytical dive there, Dan was bad, very bad. Yeah, <laughs> very bad. Yeah. So, um, what, what, what do you guys want to see out of this game? I mean, we, we know the team is bad. I mean, I don't know what we're gonna learn, but it's also like a glorified scrimmage. So, I get to go out to Tampa. I'm gonna go out there and check this game out. Um, pull up. I, I may as well go out there, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, right. I'm gonna pull up some. If you're in the Tampa area, man, hit me up. But I'm gonna be out there for the USF game. Uh, glorified scrimmage. I think guys could like, you know, what I'm saying we could try some stuff. Uh, let guys work the way up or down to work the depth chart in a game like this. Reps. Yeah, uh, of course, the one time that the Gators play uh, in Tampa, probably in my entire life, that's not in a bowl game, is the, the one weekend where I have tickets to a concert uh, that got rescheduled from last year. Uh, so I'll be up in Nashville. But um, I, I still to answer your question, what I want to see is I want to see uh, what Florida should do. Right, Florida should easily be able to put up 42 to 50 points uh, on this team. Uh, I want to see better uh, – decision-making from the quarterback position. I want to see uh, better linebacker play. Uh, and then I want to see them work out the kinks of who's going to get the ball because that Alabama team, uh, the floor is going to play in week three is a team that does not look like it's missed a beat. Uh, so this is your opportunity to, uh, to work out those kinks. They look good. Don't keep me in mind, but I don't, I'm not going to say they look this like we'll get into it. We got another week for Bama one game at a time. I don't want to. Look at you. Discipline. That's, that's podcast discipline right there. So I'm going to look ahead. Yeah. I'm got to be in the same mindset um, as the team, man. That's right. One week at a time, right? You just got to go one week one at a time. Every week. One and all, baby. You know the vibes. <laughs> Next but they did, up, they, did, they did, like, I thought they, they showed some some areas where they could there be. There are some uh, kinks in their armor. Yeah, there's some kinks in that armor. Um, Miami is atrocious, so shout out to that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Silk's out here in full head coach mode. He's like, you know, the next game is the most important game. Uh, the yeah, next team is the best team on our roster because that's who we're. we're I'm gonna tell you something, against. man. Like having to be a, be responsible on the timeline now is is new for me. So like last night took a lot of restraint with me getting out the timeline, like getting all my takes off, man. So um, that felt good. What waking up in the morning, not like, oh my god, I got a million retweets about like just rants. Shout out to you. Yeah, it felt great. Uh, I think my uh, – USF, like Dan said, uh, very bad. Um, come out of the game healthy um, and just clean up those little things that we talked about, um, you know, in, in the passing game. Um, but I think the main thing is, like, leave Tampa as healthy as you went into Tampa. I want to see a lot of 15. Yeah. Uh, I want to see Emory get better on his his timing. Uh, I want to see our reaction, even not just his timing in the passing game, his reach in the pass game, but – also in the read action stuff. I want to see him maybe decisive uh, go. I mean, that's his strong suit is him being able to run the ball. So he's got to be able to run that offense um, a little better. So that's that's what I want to see. Uh, secondary, I want to see the other spot solidify. I like Marshall. I like the young boy. If we're going to struggle on the outside with Abraham, put the young boy out there, let him get a few PIs. But overall, <laughs> I think he looks like he needs to be the guy on the other side of Elam. So I want to see a whole lot of that, let him get some reps in the game like this. Um Run game is what it is. So I like us to like, you know, mm -hmm. be able to work on things. Uh lean run, of course, work on our reaction, but let's pass the ball around. Yep. Let's see if we can get some guys and scheme some guys open here and there. I know they're not gonna get deep in their bag. Um, so we may just see the, the vanilla stuff, the, the bubble screens, the basic routes, because they don't want to get too deep in giving Alabama uh a look of this thing. But but I do think you want to see, like you said, Silk, despite the fact that it will likely be vanilla, is that you want to see them do those easy things well. You know, right. no, no regression. You want to see the offensive line do well. You want to see the defensive line get pressures, create turnovers, force turnovers, you know, force some interceptions. Uh, those are things that I want to see is that you want to see a good, sound, disciplined game. I don't know if Florida, you know, is going to blow them out of the water. They should. 
Um, you know, it doesn't seem like it's in Dan Mullen's bag to really throw up, you know, a bunch of points against, you know, these gimme games, uh, you know, so winning 45, 52, 58 to nothing. I, I just don't know if I, I totally see it, but uh, I do see, you know, hopefully a team that, that continues to get better, uh, you know, team that ends up without any uh, injuries. And then I'd like to just see the penalties go down. So go out with a, a good, decisive, clean win and go get prepared for that next game. Yeah, then uh, it, it's gonna be fun. I, I don't think I've, I get no. I've I've only watched like one game in Raymond James Stadium. I'm sure you've you've seen a bunch there, Dan. Yeah. Um, but I think mine was on an Outback Bowl. Yeah, uh, the only one I've, I've seen. I've never been so. in that stadium. It's my first time. It's it's old and wide. I was gonna say it was oh, that's nice. Good. That's that's a great description there, Dan. <laughs> well, no, 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 it's not. It's not unnice, and they've they've kept it in good shape because of you know the Super Bowls and the bowl games and everything else. Um. It just it expands out more than you know, obviously like the swamp would. Um, but the, the press has got a, a really good you know clean line right in. I think they're in the in the middle of the uh, the tiers there instead of on the top like uh, Gainesville. I was in rough shape uh, on January on January first for the Outback Bowl. I couldn't tell you where the press box is. I sat in it, uh, but don't necessarily remember where it was. Nick, what's your what's your plan? Are you going to come in and, and hang out and give Tampa a shot, or are you just going to come in and come out? Uh, you know, treat Tampa like you treat Mayo as, as little as possible. Probably drive in, <laughs> probably drive in at nine a.m. Uh, leave Gainesville. You know, probably I'll probably leave Gainesville at like eight a.m. Uh, one o'clock kickoff. Yeah. Um, you know, drive straight to the stadium, get into the press box, uh, eat my free meal, watch football, and then uh, like lunch, like school lunch. Uh, it depends on where you are. Now, listen. So, Florida gives us like back, like box lunches. When you go down to okay, two, apple and a sandwich, no, no, no. There was an orange. There was a bag of Cheetos and uh, a turkey sandwich yesterday. Regular Cheetos, yeah, it was like a field trip. When, Y'all going to the zoo, my man? When we go to LSU, somebody's grandmother has been cooking the jambalaya and the gumbo for a week. LSU, like you have to, you have to watch yourself because you might eat too much and then like fall asleep during the game. Uh, it depends on where you go. Uh, some places feed you better than others, but hey, it's, it's a free, it's a free meal. You know, thank you. Yeah, I may have to travel out to LSU this year. They looking like food. It was a, like a nice time to go have some Louisiana food. Why they look like food? That yeah, is a an unbelievable place to watch a football game. It's and, on my bucket list. I got, I, that, would, I got that tailgate on my bucket list. I got to check it out soon. And if you get a night game too, um, that's a place. That's a, definitely a place to go. I got lucky enough one time to get a night game there. Every other game has, you know, been three thirty. Um, but that that's an awesome stadium. I put it right up there with with the swamp in terms of atmosphere. Um, so right cross it off cross it off the list this year. If, if you think they're looking like food, this might be the year to go. All right. Uh, Let's get into a little buy or sell uh, action, which is sponsored by our friends over at Prize Picks. Visit prizepicks.com. <laughs> Use promo code SG. Silk's going to take the week off as, as Walt's sitting a little light. Uh, but visit uh, prizepicks.com. Use promo code SG. Uh, allows you to uh, wager on a lot of different over unders, uh, passing yards, running. Uh, rushing yards, uh, incompletion or uh, interceptions, pardon me, um, you know, overall fantasy uh, allows you to m- mix multiple sports. You can, you know, bet that Brooks Kepka is going to shoot a 68 and that uh, 
Bryce is going to throw Bryce Young's going to throw for 150 yards or whatever the, the, the line is really cool place to be able to do that. Visit prizepicks.com. Use promo code SG. I, I won 60 bucks yesterday uh, wagering. So, so shout out to me uh, at prizepicks.com promo code SG. All right. <laughs> so shout out to me. So shout out to me for winning 60. Uh, real quick before buy or sell. Yeah. Um, we are going to start a GoFundMe page. Um, Silk won't be able to participate in the rest of the season. Yeah, why, um, why, 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 why? With, whoa, whoa, whoa. with the frivolous spending and all the money, hey, you can't done. determine my budget, Nicholas. <laughs> there is no budget, apparently. The no, no, I'm over, I'm over. Like the projections out the last night, my projections are off a little bit. The accountant's calling over budget, huh? The CPA called last night and they're like, "Hey, um, yeah, 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 you need to relax a little bit." So spending, spending's been a little ridiculous. Where we at with it, Dan? Let's see what's on the list today. All right. So Gators and with with no interceptions in yesterday's game, the buy or sell that the Gators get one and a half interceptions or more against USF. I'm buying that. (laughs) He learned nothing from you, Nick. He's learned nothing. (laughs) I'm buying that. Like, we can't pick these people off next week. We're not picking nobody off the rest of the season. Like, come on. This is the worst team in the world. That's true. I've been Scrooge McDuck sitting on a pile of gold coins, so I guess I'll I'll throw it in there. I'll buy this. Old Scrooge McNick over there. <laughs> who, you get, who you got getting to pick next week? Give me give me a Dean and give me uh, I'll say a linebacker or somebody. So uh, give me Dean and Ventrell next week for a pick. I'm gonna go Trevez mm. and Perkins. Mm, wow. I like that. You you in the same position, so that's the bold strategy. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> facts don't care about mixed feelings, right? Something no. like that. Um, let's star, see. star position is going to be hot next week. I guess hot. <laughs> it's a shooting star position. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> they make the biggest jump week over week yeah, because yeah. all these yeah. questions about star 20 minutes into the show, all of a sudden you get an hour get and 32 picks. minutes in and they're getting two picks. Uh, I'm going to sell. I think that they get one. Uh, I think that they get a couple of other uh, turnovers, fumble recovery, stuff like that. But, I'm gonna go with one. I don't. I don't think USF's gonna throw the ball that that often, um, and I think that they're just really bad. So uh, I'm gonna go with uh, trading, getting uh, an interception. All right, uh, buy or sell. Uh, yesterday during the uh, game against FU, the Gators end up with six sacks. Uh, that's a lot. That's the most the Gators have had in a game in a long, long time. Um, sorry, they had that against Tennessee uh, last year, but before that, you had to go all the way back to the Florida State game. Um, buy or sell the Gators get five and a half sacks or more uh, against USF. Buy. I think I think USF is is uh, like a buffet line for, for Florida's defense yeah. for Florida's defensive front next week. Um, I, you're not going to be averaging six stacks a game, but I, but I think you're playing possibly the worst team on your schedule, and you still have FSU and Sanford on it. And I think you're playing the worst team on your schedule uh, next week. So I'll buy it next week. Yeah, I'm buying it, man. It ain't tricking if you got it, and I got it still, Dan. I can afford it. That's in the budget. Listen, uh, I, are you buying this with credit cards now? What do we have? Pay the advances, Nick. <laughs> Old-fashioned payday advance, but I'm buying it, man. I think we we at least get five. Um, we could possibly get a good jump on this sack total uh, for the season, but I like us to get like five, five plus. So it was five and a half. So do you buy five? Oh, five and a buy? half. Oh yeah, I'm buying it still. Give me six. Yeah, 
Change his mind. Yeah, yeah. Put that uh, seven. Let's see. You want, you want to try he, me? Put that seven. He, he's, yeah. he's buying. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I think. I think. I think we, next week. Love, we, we, we should be able to replicate this week. Um, yeah. this offense, yeah. like, it's hard to get all sacks on the offense we just faced because there's like tricky, real, get right. the ball out fast, they, they were, they, shit. They, and they were like scheming to get the ball out quick too, like right, knowing right. that Florida can get after the quarterback, and right. you still got, still getting home, still getting there. Still got. I six, think so FAU would impressive. beat USF by yes. fourteen points. Oh, I think they'd be Florida State by fourteen points. Yeah, um, the Willie. Ellis, yeah, FSU fans uh, were able to get some tweets off yesterday, not knowing that they don't play for another seven or eight. Oh, hours. we're about to have um, so much the, fun the, tonight. The, the, the semi truck <laughs> is going to run them right over. If you thought I had fun doing the Miami game, you just watched this Florida State game tonight. Oh my God, I got some tweets. Uh, and absolutely, yeah, it's a professional for, timeline now. We got, we got no work. No, tomorrow, I, no right? I've been getting my dad jokes off, Nick. I'm getting into a cleaner okay. bag. I'm okay. finding my groove in this whole new, this new world, but. You see, I got, I got a very PG thirteen timeline, and you're 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 shifting back towards that now. Huh? Yeah, no, no, I'm chilling. <laughs> it's a PG thirteen timeline. I, I, whatever that is, I'm chilling. I'm not <laughs> like a movie, though. a movie rating. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, he knows I know what PG thirteen is, Nick. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I'm moving forward. Like PG thirteen, um, heavy on the PG. Heavy on the PG. Okay. You gotta get your dad jokes off, man. I'm, I'm gonna buy. I think the Gators get six uh, plus sacks. I, I just think that they absolutely eat uh, them alive. The only reason they wouldn't is if they truly just dropped back and is some sort of contain. Uh, but I just I don't see USF. I mean, this is a really this is not your USF teams of a decade ago or a half decade ago. This is this is a really bad team uh, over here. Uh, buy or sell. The Gators had 153 yards passing yesterday. Buy or sell the Gators uh, throw for 225 yards or more against USF combined. Oh, man, that's a low number. But they got 153 yesterday. Uh, Sell. They might run for 500, though. You're gonna sell 225. Yards? I, it's listen. It's a low number. I, I I don't think Florida will average 225 yards a game. Um, I like it, man. Listen, I, I just said they're gonna run for 500. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's kind of like an easy, easy, easy uh, take right there. I mean 225. I think Ant and and Emory could give us 225 between those two against a, a terrible USF team. We better hit 300 yards. I'm absolutely buying this. What? What's up? You all right? You, you, <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I'm going to buy or sell. No, right? I'm trying to decide if we should go to 275. I'm trying to see what number Silk would, would sell at. No, no, I like 225. Just keep it there. I don't want to get <laughs> yeah. ridiculous, but 225, I'm, I think we should be able to hit that, bro. Uh, I think that oh, I'm going to buy because I think that they're going to really try to push off throwing the ball. I think that they've got to try to figure out timing. I think that they've got to figure out going into the Alabama game. There's a lot of kinks to, to figure out. Um, I think that they know that they can fall back on the rushing game to win this game. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go heavy passing to, to try to build some confidence in Emory Jones uh, and Anthony Richardson. Um, all right, boys, finally buy or sell. Anthony Richardson gets more snaps than Emory Jones. Um, Not starts, but just plays more overall snaps. Did he get more snaps yesterday? Because he played the entire fourth. No, he definitely he, didn't get more snaps. Uh, let me see. Probably Total got close there towards count. the end. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell it, and and I think it's it's 
um, you, you leave Emory in there. I think there will be like third drive again. I think we we might be in a situation where like, hey, Emory Jones is getting the first two drives, and Anthony Richardson gets the third drive of every game, and then you kind of no, go no, from no, there. no. I think that that vibe's changing a little bit. I, we might get into some spurrier of like sprint him out for this play, like type shit. Eventually, I think maybe I, I think I think I think Dan wants to to build Emory up. Obviously, that did not happen yesterday, but he comes out, stands behind him firm, um, looked at Cole Kubik like he had 17 eyeballs on his forehead when he asked him, you know, is there a, co- a quarterback controversy? Uh, I think Dan will go all in, and, and you, you'll see Anthony, but I think I think Emory will play more snaps. Yeah, I like, I like Emory to play more snaps, but I don't think it's going to be you could dedicate, oh, we're we just going to chill, and we'll, we'll throw AR uh, out there on the third series. Mm. I think he's just too explosive of a player just to be keeping for like uh, just to say we're getting him out on the third series. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably the most talented player on our offense. He needs to be out there like 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 right away. You know what I'm saying? Like obviously he was the most explosive player on our offense last night. Yeah, and I don't think we really talked much about you know that that 70 uh, plus yard run where he had you know also the play where he hurled the defender. He looked he looked incredible. Um, he looked faster than I thought he would, especially on that. I mean, I knew he was fast and he was athletic, but I mean, he completely ran away from that entire thing. Bro, like, that I mean, insane. left him in their dust. I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, if the guys gave up after they saw him, you know, sprinting by, but, uh, he, I mean, he looked like a, a specimen. I'm going to buy that. He actually gets more snaps than Emory Jones does. Um, for reason that I think that Florida, uh, is going to blow this team out and they're going to play him more, um, but I just think that he's right now the better player and you've got to figure out the best way to get your best player uh, on the field, no matter who's starting or not. I think you've got to find the best uh, you know, player to get on the field. Uh, I guess my last thought before Silk, we, we go into Manscaped is what were your guys thoughts on Dan Mullen's comments? Um, you know, some of the internet was upset about the way that he reacted to that question. Uh, were you guys surprised that he reacted that way? Not necessarily that he named Emory Jones a starter, but that he, Kind of was flabbergasted that Cole Kubelik asked him the question. No, I mean he's playing. He's not shocked. He knew they was going to ask that question. Like, come on. No, no, no. Um, no I no, think not he's that he was like actually shocked, but his like his, shocking like. Demeanor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was all like like he did what he's supposed to do. Like he wasn't. He act shocked, but he wasn't really shocked. And I think that was for a purpose, um, to kind of like support and back Emory Jones. Emory's been here for a while. It's his guy. He recruited him here. He, and also, he know he got to keep his like I said earlier. He got to keep his guys around. Um, but I'm not mad at his reaction. It's just it's all smoke and mirrors, man. Um, he's really not shocked. Uh, he gets the question in real life, and he got he got to figure out how to like make that room work. Um, he's got to play some some psychology games. He's got politic a little bit, and not just at quarterback. A lot of other positions you can't just like it's a different DNA. It's free agency. Mm-hmm. You bench a kid, they could be in the portal and and out of here. Um, yeah, I, not, no, I'm not surprised at all. Um, I think you like everything still just hit on. You've got to keep everyone happy. I was joking, um, in the press box last night. I was like, Emory might be in the portal before Dan even gets to his press conference. Um, but, uh, I think Dan has faith in Emory. Uh, Emory might, you know, change the way that happened. Emory, uh, Anthony might change, you know, the, the way things shake out just by the way he plays. Um, but it's one game, uh, the first game Emory Jones started. Uh, so, yeah, no, I wasn't surprised by the way Dan handled it or 
or that Dan came out and said, you know, um, he is our starter, you know, uh, kind of looking incredulous in it. Uh, I think that's, you know, all planned and, and you're trying to keep everybody happy and, and keep things running smooth in that quarterback room. Understood. Understood. Well, so why don't you take us to a Manscaped ad read and then who is the song of the week? Is it me? I think it is. I think it is. See what I can find. Time to save them balls. Time to shave them balls as well. Lawnmower 4.0 from the good folks at Manscaped.com is the best of the best when it comes to man grooming, skin safe technology, protect the family jewels, no scrapes, no bruises, no bleeding. Uh, you can use this thing in the water. It's waterproof. Um, wireless charging. Uh, the best of the best is Manscaped. Uh, Weed Whacker, also another great tool. If you got a little air, ear hair, nostril hair, go and knock that right out with the uh, Weed Whacker. Um, ball deodorant, they still, I mean, they, they, they're they calling it fall. But in Florida, it's, it's really not fall. It's still too hot for your balls, man. Be sure to use that ball deodorant from Manscaped.com. Coupon code SG at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Protect your balls. I love it. I love it. Well, boys, uh, I'm glad football season's back. We're going to get uh, a big guest, I think, on next week. Nick and I were talking a little bit about it at social. Um, we're a couple drinks in by then, so hopefully he remembers to uh, to reach out to that person. Here's his, here's his reminder. So uh, looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. So hope everybody has a good labor day by the time that you hear this, it might've already passed. So hopefully you had a good labor day, uh, in honor of the concert that I bought tickets for two years ago, uh, that I'm going to see uh, next Saturday. Let's give our, our friends, whiskey Myers, a shout out, uh, with their song stone. And we'll see you boys next week. Same corner, same time, my dude. Yes, I got my bottle